You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Hey, everybody, and welcome to A Step Further. This is our weekly podcast from Kingsway Christian Church, uh, where we take what we talked about Sunday, A Step Further. My name is Matt Nickerson, and it's good to be back with you today. My friends and co-workers, Brett Cadwell and Andy Lynch, did a great job the last couple Sundays preaching for me, giving me a week, a couple weeks off uh, from preaching and also doing the podcast. I hope you were blessed and challenged by them, and I'm back to it, and I'm so excited. So Sunday, I talked about this idea of being thankful in prayer. And really, there were two major points to this message. Point one is this wrestling with God. The, the, the Greek word is agonizing with God, this uh, um, idea of really wrestling in our hearts and our flesh with what God's will is and and really letting God take us to the mat, letting God get us to surrender, letting God move us in the direction of what pleases him, which also means letting go of what we're holding on to that is in the way of that. Well, there was one verse that just, I had to leave it on the cutting room floor. And so now you get it here. It was from Sunday service. Here we go. Colossians chapter four. I find this fascinating. Verse 12 Paul tells us this. He says to the church in Colossae, that's where the book of Colossians is too, Epaphras, who is one of you and a servant of Christ Jesus, sends greetings. He is always wrestling in prayer for you, that you may stand firm in all the will of God, mature and fully assured. Okay, so... Oh, there's so much I want to say. We'll see if I have time for everything. But first, I just want to point out, first of all, Paul stresses to the church in Colossae that Epaphras is one of you. There's commonality there. I'm an outsider. Uh, I moved here from Colorado, having lived there 10 years, but I spent the first, uh, I don't know, 23 years of my life in Ohio, and I identify more as a Buckeye. That's why I'm a Browns fan, an Indians fan, a Cavs fan, and a Buckeye fan, and you can just go ahead and pause your podcast and pray for me. But I come here to the land of Indiana, and I don't, I mean, I've watched the Pacers. I hope they win, but I don't really root for them. I watch the Colts. I like them the most, but I don't really care. You know, the Buckeyes play the other college teams, and so I tend to root against them. And so I feel like a man in a different land. And I love this because when Paul is talking to them, he says, look, you guys know Epaphras. He's one of you. He's from you. He knows you. He's just like you. He struggles with the things you struggle with. He's familiar with the things you're familiar with. But then notice what he says about this person. But Epaphras sends us greetings, and he is always wrestling in prayer for you. That word for wrestling, for those of you who maybe didn't get to hear Sunday's message, it is the word we just talked about, agonizing. He is literally on his knees agonizing over you. And by the way, he says always. He's constantly. This is a normal thing for him. Why is Epaphras agonizing for somebody else? And I referenced this other passage Paul used Sunday, but it's because he's doing something called intercession. Intercession. Epaphras is so moved by the people of Colossae. He wants them to be sold out on fire, holy and and living lives that are pleasing to God, that he's on his knees over and over and over saying, God, help them. God, save that marriage. God, convict that person of their sin. God, give that person the resources to, to be able to feed their family. God, help them in their health issue. He's on his knees. So I guess here's my big question, my overarching question for you today. Who are you being Epaphras to? Who is in your life that you are agonizing, 
Remember, the word agonizing there, literally in Greek, means to wrestle, to grapple in prayer. You are literally going to the mat with God and saying, God, I'm not coming up, I'm not giving up until that person's situation bends to your will. Do you hear it? Who is in your life that you are going to the mat for, for God? I think that's such a powerful thing because notice what he says that he's agonizing about that you may stand firm in all the will of God, mature and fully assured. Mature and assured. Man, that'd be a sermon right there. If you didn't get to hear Sunday's sermon, I started with a text out of Luke chapter 13 where Jesus is asked the question, and the question goes like this. Jesus, will there only be a few people who are saved? Now, it's most likely the people asking Jesus this are Hebrew people, and they have in mind that only really Hebrew people, maybe a few outsiders, are going to make it. But they do not understand that Jesus is going to make this call to the ends of the earth. So Jesus basically answered them, and he says the same thing here that Paul says about Epaphras. Agonize. Work really hard. Make every effort possible to make sure that you are in that number. God is going to reach out to the east and the west and the north and the south. He's taking the gospel to the ends of the earth. So you put an effort in to make sure that you are in that group. But notice here, when you put all these things together. I love this. When you put it together, Paul is saying, look, what God longs for from you is for you to be built up in your faith, faithful to doing God's will, not your will, but also assured so that you don't have to walk around anxious about whether or not you're saved. You don't have to wonder if you did enough. You don't have to wonder if you worked hard enough or proven hard enough. You will be assured. And Epaphras is going to the mat saying, God, help them to know with absolute certainty, with assurity that they are saved. And who are you going to the mat for? That question pierces my heart because here's what I could say. There are seasons of my life where I do this well, and there are seasons of my life where I do not. And even as I was preparing the podcast and these thoughts in this podcast, I started wrestling within myself and saying, who do I need to get down on my knees and start praying for? I had a, a, a friend that I've been um, just pouring my life into recently. He's been going through a really hard time in marriage recently. And I found myself going to the mat for him. God, help. Open up his eyes. Help him to see. But here's what I started doing, just getting convicted about these passages. I just started saying, God, help reveal to me people in my life that need it, that there's something going on. And I ran into a friend the other day. Um, it, it, I was going to grab myself lunch before a meeting. And, and I don't know, there was just something about his presence. And I sensed that God was saying, go to the mat, go to the mat. And uh, I texted him and said, hey, is everything okay? And uh, just a, a couple days later, just a day or so ago from now, um, I, I, another friend, it was late at late at night, it was like after midnight, and uh, I wasn't in bed yet, and I just, somebody, some, God put somebody's name on my heart, and I just started praying for them. And I texted him and said, man, I don't know what's going on, you don't have to wake up, you don't have to text me back, but God's put your name on my heart, and I don't know what's up, but if you want to talk, let me know. I'm going to the mat for you. So who is in your life that, that God is right now? Maybe he's giving you a name. He's giving you a situation. Maybe later this will be kicking around in your head, right? This is how Holy Spirit works for me sometimes. One of the ways I identify the will of God is he won't let it go. It just keeps coming up. It keeps coming up. But you'll be kick, it'll be kicking around. You'll be working out or running or jogging or driving in your car or whatever. And God brings a name to mind. Instead of just assuming, I wonder why that person came to mind. Maybe just try this unique thing. Just assume for a moment that God brought their name to mind. And then just start praying for him. God, would you bless? Would you move? Would you stir? If there's a sin problem in their life, would you reveal it, God? Would you help them to repent, turn to you? If there's a need, God, and they're being prideful and they don't want to tell anybody, they're embarrassed or ashamed, they don't want to bring it out in the open, they don't want to ask for help, God, help me to find out what it is. Then just send a note to your friend and say, hey, I don't know what's going on with you. Maybe everything's fine, but I want you to know I'm agonizing for you. 
man, I think this world would be such a different place if we would just do that. See you next week. <laughs>